We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Steven Adams is a monster, man. He's a, <laughs> he's a monster like somebody from Game of Thrones or something. Like, we call him uh, Gandalf because, like, he's never early or late. He's always <laughs> at the right time. Man, my job is to never stop, regardless of percentages. I don't really give a damn about percentages, honestly. All I care about is wins. Yeah, I'm used to it. I'm used to this. Y'all ain't met Player P yet, huh? <laughs> Hello, and welcome to The Uncontested podcast where we cover the nba okc thunder and pop culture you can find our episodes on apple Podcasts, soundcloud google play and at our website theuncontestedsports.com i'm the thunder mob jacob niffin and today i am joined by the iranian supporter for the world cup kamiar morabian they beat morocco one nothing i don't even care if it was an own goal that was in a house full of screaming iranians it was amazing that's awesome. In the last minute, too. That was yeah, the wild. last minute. The last time they won like a match in the World Cup was versus the USA. So that was like in 1998, and we were very ecstatic Persians. That's awesome. Uh, the German supporter for the World Cup, Nick Crane. That's actually Ooh. not true. They not lost true. to Mexico. I'm actually, I'm actually half Swiss, so my team is Switzerland. Ah. Oh, okay. Hey, they, didn't, they, didn't they tie today? They tied Brazil. Oh, wow, that's, that's pretty good. Yeah, um, Neymar, Neymar is a little bitch. <laughs> I, I, I saw a tweet of a gif that said anytime Neymar dribbles and it just showed a whole bunch of like dudes in the hood beating the absolute dog shit out of uh, out of some guy. And it was, you know, it was supposed to be like a joke that they were just beating yeah, up he Neymar. He flops, man. He flops. <laughs> uh, and the Russian supporter for the World Cup, Taylor Peterson. Hail Putin. Oh, That's my gross. God. <laughs> No, I'm very, uh, after Friday's game, I'm very pro-Portugal right now. Ronaldo's hat trick, that was so dirty. So Messi Messi pooped his pants on national television, not national, global television. Global, yeah. Yeah. All right, well, on this week's episode of The Uncontested, it is draft week. 
NBA draft coming up on Ooh. Thursday night. So we're going to talk some OKC Thunder uh, draft dealing, some ideas, some previous drafts. We are going to look around the association, talk about what other teams are looking at for the draft coming up. We are going to trade Kawhi Leonard. We're going to play a little yes. draft game. But before we get started with any of that, let's talk about the Thunder. I'm going to throw it over to Nick. Okay, so before we talk about the Thunder's uh, draft this year, which may be anticlimactic considering we don't have any big picks, uh, let's talk about the Thunder's draft in the past. I wanted to get you guys' takes on what was your, um, in, in history, your favorite OKC-related draft night. Taylor, you first. So this one's kind of tough for me, particularly because I was pretty young when, when these happened. Uh, it's just kind of, I guess, ninth grade, eighth grade. But it's toss-up between the Russell Westbrook draft and the James Harden drafts. Because I remember thinking, like, who is Russell Westbrook? And he, you know, that season happened, and we were all excited. Well, he kind of had a semi-rough first season, but it was still pretty fun to, to see. And that was kind of a wild card. And the James Harden draft in 2009, that was pretty cool as well. So I think those are probably my two favorites, particularly looking back on them. And it's easier now that we have hindsight. But... Um, yeah, I think I'm gonna have to go with those two. Nice. I uh, I probably gonna go. My favorite one uh, is the James Harden draft, just because the build up to it. I remember like leading up to the draft lottery, uh, really hoping that OKC would get lucky and get the number one pick, because I think I like almost I forgot every, about that. Like almost every other um, Oklahoman Thunder fan was hoping that OKC would land pick one or two and have a chance to uh, to draft Blake Griffin. Because um, oh, yeah. that was the Blake Griffin draft. Obviously, we end up with James Harden instead, who ended up being the better overall player. But uh, that, that was a really fun draft. I also remember I was really excited the draft night when we traded and moved around to get Cole Aldrich because um, we really needed a center, and I thought Cole was just going to be so good. Um, obviously, hindsight for that one sucks, but that was yeah. also a really fun one for me. Call me, what did you have? Rock talk. My favorite draft night was actually not that long ago. It was not last year, but the year before last year when they traded Serge Ibaka's corpse for Victor Oladipo in the draft pick of DeMontis Sabonis, knowing that Kevin Durant was still on the team and that Victor Oladipo would come off the bench and be your sixth man of the year. With Dion Waiters. Mm-hmm. Man, yeah, how things Dion. have changed. Man, how yeah. things have changed. But that was my favorite draft night because you just asked about the night. You didn't ask about the season. I remember that <laughs> night because I was over here at my house and we had got those tweets from like Mark Spears saying that the Thunder had talked to Toronto about trading Serge Ibaka. And I told everyone I know, I was like, dude, this is bullshit. Like, this is just like filler. They're not actually trying to trade Serge Ibaka. They're probably just sending out feelers or somebody's reaching out to them. Like the Thunder just yep. were like five minutes away from the finals. They're not trading Serge Ibaka. And <laughs> they then, wouldn't leak that. It wouldn't be leaked if it were true. I yeah, remember exactly. That and then yeah. we get a Woj tweet. Serge Ibaka has been traded to Orlando for Victor Oladipo. And I called Kamiar and I put it on <laughs> speakerphone and he answered the phone. And I just yelled, what the f***? <laughs> and I like, just kept screaming it over and over and over. And then we stayed on the phone for that like so exciting. half an hour just screaming at each other. And like thinking of what, what could be, what will yeah. happen. Oh, surely Kevin Durant can't leave now. Well. <laughs> yeah, that, that's, that's my favorite well. draft night as well. Um, 
you know, initially a lot of people were, were angry about that, the Oladipo. But I, I recall that same season before, uh, I remember watching the Thunder Magic game and Oladipo had like that was a career so a career night, like 30-something 30, 30 point triple-double or something ridiculous like that. That's when he I hit the, that double OT game, shot. right? Yeah. 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 And he I remember hit that thinking, step back on Robertson and then Russ right. came down oh. and hit the half-court shot. Yeah. yeah. I remember thinking, man, this kid's going to be Orlando's future. And then when they, they traded him to us, uh, that was the one time that Colin Cowherd ever gave us any credit. And I think, quote-unquote, he said... Uh, this is the most loaded roster in the NBA after we acquired Oladipo and thought that, you know, KD was going to stay. So that, that's probably the most hyped I've been for the Thunder, you know, especially coming off that loss to Golden State. And I'm thinking, man, this is going to be our, our best team ever. And we're about to go back and, and get revenge. And then the 4th of July comes around and yeah. Yeah. <laughs> KD takes much. away all of our hopes and dreams. I'm sad. What could so have been? on that on that note, uh, on a sad note, let's talk about your guys' least favorite draft nights. Come here and nail this on the head. Yeah, yeah but I think yeah, we all agree on this one. <laughs> it's the 2014 draft where the Oklahoma City Thunder actually had two first round selections, number 21 and 29, where they subsequently selected Mitch McGarry, who's high as shit right now, and Josh Hustis, who may be getting high as shit once he is no longer on the team after this season. It's like, so let me go down a few possible options that OKC could have drafted Why instead. do you want to make me sad right now? No, just let me, <laughs> let me go through it. So 22 is Jordan Adams. Never heard of her. 23 is Rodney Hood. <laughs> yeah. So they could have had Rodney yeah. Hood. Uh, Shabazz Napier at 24. Clint Capella at 25. PJ Harrison at 26. Bogdan Bogdanovich at 27. C.J. Wilcox at 28, and then at 30 was wow. actually Kyle, Kyle Anderson. However, it's quite possible that you could have packaged 21 and 29 and moved up to at least, like, you know, like 17 or 18. So let's go to 17 through whatever. So 17 – actually, let's go to 16 just for funsies. 16 is Yusuf Nurkic. Oh, God. Uh, 17 is James Young. 18 is Tyler Ennis. 19 is Gary Harris. Oh. 20 yeah. is – Bruno Caboclo, who have That's never crazy. heard of him alive. He plays for Toronto. Uh, Number eleven huh. was Doug McDermott. Doug on the on the note of on the note of uh, Josh Hustis, uh, I know I sent this to you guys, but uh, on on T Ferg's last one of his last Instagrams, Hustis commented, "If you shoot a paintball gun like you shoot a basketball, I know you didn't hit a damn thing today." And all I wanted to say is, Josh. You have the most broke shot on the team. You can't comment that. <laughs> can't kind even of hit a free throw. Yeah. You can't say that with Robertson on the team. Hey. Well, you know, he's, hit, he's hitting deep balls as of now. Look at yeah. the new girl. Shut yeah. My, my man Robertson's Balling. pulling up from half court. He's got pulling the hottest girl on the deep. team. He's going <laughs> to cut. Hey, Robertson's coming in next season when he's healthy. He's going to be defensive player of the year, shooting 40% from three while he's piping up. What's her name? Rachel Dumata. Demida, Demida, yeah, she's cute, and he's don't say, she is. he's fine. Don't don't say piping up on the he podcast. He is uh, he is <laughs> a plumber <laughs> right now because he is lame. Shut the hell up! <laughs> Trying to get the pipe. Jersey oh Gray. God. I'm gonna. So uh, another draft, another draft story on the Mitch McGarry, uh, Josh Eustis draft. Uh, Call me. I remembers this one too because we were watching this draft together over at my parents' house, and I was so excited when we got on the clock. And the commissioner comes up to the podium and says, "What the twenty-first overall pick, the Oklahoma City Sun, Oklahoma City Thunder select Mitch McGarry." And I looked at Comier and I said, 
do you know who McGarry is? And I was so <laughs> upset that the rest of the season I just called him McGarry. Remember and when he, he threw Big Baby Davis's back out? I do remember oh, that. Yeah, I forgot hard. about that. And yeah. remember that if he would actually not stayed high, that OKC probably never would have drafted Demonis Sabonis. True. Very Two true. Dude, anyone Mitch else have got... any? Anyone else have any uh, worst draft nights, or is that collectively? I think that's the, the worst. One. I think that's the worst one, man. Dude, Mitch McGarry got cut for Ronnie Price. Like yeah, that's how bad was, Mitch was. That's how bad was it was. Paying him last year too. Ugh. God. All right. Anyway, what about, let's, let's stop being what, sad. <laughs> what about uh, the biggest uh, draft night surprises for you guys? For this one, I'm going with uh, the one that you and Kamiar said as that's, your yeah, your favorite one. The Serge Ibaka trade was the one that completely caught me off guard and was the biggest draft night surprise for me. Yep, I had no idea that was coming. I don't think anybody did. I mean, that was I remember watching the clock on that one and thinking, man, the Thunder are really taking their sweet time here. And then all of a sudden that drops and it was just yeah, that was that was a lot of fun. I was really excited. Yep. You guys I'm going to have... go with the I'm going to go with the 2014 one because I remember I remember Bob Barry Jr. at the time, he was t- live tweeting the draft. And he was like tweeting Shabazz Napier's name over and over and over and over. And a lot of people in OKC, they're like, hey, we need a backup point guard. Shabazz Napier's there. And like people were just very – because and he had just come off that amazing NCAA tournament run where they won the national title with Kevin yeah. Ollie, who was also a Thunder head coach candidate instead of Billy Donovan with Billy Donovan. And um, he ended up getting picked by Portland. So I, I thought Napier was coming, and the next thing you know, you get – Mitch McGarry, which I understood because we're like, okay, well, Perk is old and, uh, you know, Collison, he's going to be a, replace, a replacement for Collison, so that makes sense, and he's the most draft ready. But then you get to 29 and you see Houston, and you're like, what the hell? But the most surprise was Mitch McGarry, I felt like. Man, looking back at that team with Perkins and Waiters, man, we could have, if you put all the NBA teams in a brawl, the Thunder would have whooped some ass. Oh, we yeah. had some yeah. thugs. Oh, that yeah. Way, yeah. <laughs> okay, so enough about the past. We've had some ups. We've had some downs. We've had some good drafts. Let's talk about Thursday night. Uh, we have the, the 53rd and the 57th pick. Uh, do you guys think we'll keep those picks and draft two guys there? Uh, do you think we'll uh, sell those picks for cash? Uh, do you think you know we'll, we'll trade trade up to get a, a higher pick in the second round and the first round? Do you think we're going to have another... Big time trade like we did it with Ibaka. What are you guys thinking about this Thursday? What do you? Uh, two, two part question. What do you think we're gonna do, and what do you want to do? Taylor, you first. So Andrew Select had a really good tweet today that I liked pertaining to this. Uh, Presti has selected one player in the fifties and kept the rights as a Thunder GM, Devon Harden, and then also Daniel Hamilton was selected in that range, but I think he was either selected or purchased from Denver or something weird like that. So, and this Devon Harden, or I guess that's how you pronounce it, never played a minute for OKC. All their picks in the 50s were either traded on draft night or before. I think that's a pretty good indication of what's going to happen here. He's going to trade or sell both of those for cash. I just don't, I, I don't know. I, I'd like to see them go move up. So, what I would like to see is for them to move up, use those picks, and whatever else it takes, maybe move up higher in the first round. Uh, I'm not sure if we have enough to do that particularly just with those two picks. So I think they're probably going to sell them for cash or trade them for some other scenario. That's, yeah, that's what history tells us. 
You know, what I think is going to happen, and um, I mean, what I'm pretty sure is going to happen, is that OKC, they're not going to take picks 53 and 57. They're already over the luxury tax. They're going to sell those picks for what little cash they can to make up for any revenue, and yep. that, that, that'll that be it. Now, what do I want to happen? Of course you want to trade to get into the first round, or of course you want to get something substantial or whatever. Blockbuster. Um, yeah, well, I, don't, but trade. Yeah. I don't necessarily think blockbuster trade unless you can sign and trade. You can't – well, you can't really sign and trade. Um, yeah. But you, you, you want to get in the first round. You want that first-round talent. But it might take some terrible contracts for it to happen. For example, like who wants Kenneth Fareed? And I don't want Kenneth Fareed in OKC. I'd rather have Melo than Kenneth Fareed. Ryan so, Anderson. Lil yeah, dang. there's point. no way. So I think, and honestly, what I would prefer is for them to sell the picks for cash. Yep. I'm with you. So my prediction, and I, I tweeted this out the other day. Um, what what my official prediction for Thunder Draft is, but here it is on the record. Uh, I think they are going to trade picks 53 and 57 and then try to also include a future second rounder to move up into the the early second round, into the 30s. Uh, one team I kind of have my eye on, Philly, has four or sorry six picks in this draft. Four, four of which are second round picks. The highest second round pick they have is 37. I just don't okay. see Philly using all six picks and signing six players from this draft, you know? So, no way. And yeah. Philly plans to be really good over the next like five years. So, my thought is like, what if the Thunder can trade pick 53 and 57 and then our second round pick like three years from now to Philly? in order to move up to pick 37 this year, okay? That way, Philly, in three years, they think they're going to be good, and their second-round pick's going to be really low. Maybe they think Paul George is going to leave, and the Thunder will be a lottery team in three years, and they'll get a high second-round pick down the road. Um, So I think the Thunder, and maybe it's not Philly, maybe it's another team, but I think the Thunder are going to move up higher into the second round. And I know that they like, and they've worked out this um, Anthony Simmons kid, who uh, yep. he, he forwent college. He didn't do college. He was signed with uh, Louisville, but he backed out. And instead, he did like a graduate year at IMG Academy, which is kind of... I was going to say he did like prep academy. Yeah, kind of weird. Yeah. Um, but he's a 6'4", like wing scorer. He, he can play point guard. And he's raw, but he's a crazy athlete. He's got crazy bounce, a lot like Terrence Ferguson. And that's just kind of the type of player Presti has always drafted, kind of under-the-radar athlete. And uh, Anthony Simmons right now is projected to go early second round. So it would not surprise me if if you see the Thunder trade up into the high second round in order to try to, to, to get him if he's still on the board. That way they have a backup point guard, uh, a young guy on a rookie-scale deal that they can um, – they can kind of form and mold to be the the future backup point guard, and if he's a second round pick, um, the 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 way the contract stuff works with that is different than first round pick. So he's not guaranteed for as long and whatnot. So I just think that makes a little bit of sense. How many draft picks do you say that the Sixers have this year? I believe they have six: two in the first, four in the second. That's Did crazy. you know that Boston has four first round picks next year? 
That's Phew. stupid, dude. 2019, they ha- yeah. They have their own. They have one from Philly or Sacramento, whichever one's worse. Yep. They have one from the Clips, and they have one from Memphis. Jesus. That's impressive. That, Danny. Yeah, I, I agree with you, Jacob, on Simmons. I, that's that's literally the, the, uh, the pressing old player. I yep. mean, when you're 18, 19 years old, you have three, four years to to be really raw and develop before you're 22 whenever most guys are coming out. Uh, so that, that's definitely someone they could they could draft. Um, what I'd like to happen, obviously a blockbuster. Uh, maybe that would convince PG to stay. Uh, side note on that, I just saw a tweet. This will be old news by morning when our listeners are hearing this. But uh, the Phoenix Suns are interested in taking on Luol Ding's contract from the Lakers with assets attached. That's oh, just wow. going to give them more space, which is not good news for us because that's, that's just, I mean... More more cap space the Lakers to make moves, which which means which means PG and LeBron could recruit guys like Swaggy PS guys that can come off the bench and score and 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 bolster their bench, which is not good news at all. But as far as our draft goes, if if we do keep our picks, a couple guys that I would like us to draft: um, Alonzo Trier out of Arizona. I know Taylor knows him. Um, Played against him in high school. He's always been a big name. He He's a you Kevin know, Durant protege. Yeah, he, he, uh, he him was, and Katie have been in the gym a lot together. He was dropping 50, 60 point games in high school. He actually went to Kevin Durant's high school. I think his senior year, he left Oklahoma, and um, he broke all of Kevin Durant's high school records. He's the or was back in the day the all time EYBL score, which is like the big league that all the good players play in in high school. So he's he's a, a pure scorer. He doesn't do a whole lot outside of scoring, but I mean, just a, a guy we could just plug in. And could probably average, you know, nine to eleven points a game as a rookie, given the minutes. He's definitely a guy that could do that. He's a shooting guard, yeah. very athletic, kind of like Ferguson. He dunks on people. Pretty strong too. Yeah, yeah he, I was he's say some size on him. He'd be a good second round pick. Um, another person I've looked at. He's very raw and hasn't proven himself, but just because of his last name, uh, Giannis's little brother for, out of Dayton. Um, it just seems that guys that that um, you know have that in their blood. Just the fact that he's related to Giannis, I think he could have some upside. Obviously, he won't be as good as the Greek freak, but he's, he's got it in his blood to be a good athlete and a good player. And then um, me and Taylor's high school buddy, I played with him in high school, Shake Milton. I don't think he'll drop SMU. down. He won't drop down to the 50s, but if he were to trade up, he's a 6'6", six, 6'7", six, six, point guard. Uh, could back nice up shooting Ru- guard, too. Could ba- a, yeah, could, he could back up Russ. He can play the two. Uh, he, was a, he was a 40-plus point or 40-plus percent three-point shooter all, all three years at SMU. He really is a pass-first guy. He, he'd just be one of those guys that could facilitate the second unit and knock yeah. down threes when he's open. So that'd be, so that'd be a good A, a good cool pick. thing about uh, – sorry. Keep it no, you're good. A cool thing about Shake, you know, like Nick said, we got to watch – well, first of all, we, we were playing against him because uh, he's a year – two years younger than both Nick and I were 23. I think he just turned 21 and he was playing up back in like third and fourth grade when his dad was coaching them. Oh yeah. He so was we, playing, we played he against was playing the sixth grade league when he was like in third grade. It's crazy. But then also, uh, obviously we played with him in high school, but then, uh, I went to the university of Tulsa. He went to SMU. So I really have gotten to see how his games kind of developed and changed since he's uh, been in college. And I've been really impressed. Like Nick said, he's a really good ball handler. He can play point. But he, he also can play shooting guard and really has developed a nice jump jumper. And like Nick said, I think he's shooting 40-plus from behind the arc. So I think he'd be a really good uh, good draft choice for us, particularly if we can trade up somehow. Uh, I'm yeah, really he, high on shake. When he, whenever he came and played against y'all his freshman year, he went 7-for-7 seven seven from 3 against y'all. Yeah. 
Yeah, he lit us up. And that he was did. one of our better teams, too. Mm-hmm. Shaq Harrison and uh, James Woodard. The Woodard brother from Oklahoma. Jordan's brother. That was a fun game. Yeah, so there's there's definitely some guys that if, if we do keep our picks, there's some guys I would be comfortable with us drafting, but drafting, but obviously I'd like to do some a big move, move into the first round, trade our picks, and attach attach them with someone else and get a player. I don't know. I want something big, but if we do stick with those picks, those are a couple of guys I would be comfortable drafting. Yep, um, definitely for sure. Ne- next topic, uh, our boy Brian Davis. BD. Uh, it's no longer going to be working with the Thunder. Uh, what are y'all's thoughts on how that all went down? I think that the Oklahoma City media is out of their cotton-picking minds for, <laughs> God, dang it. for letting... He, I mean, he wasn't fired, right? He was... Uh, he His resigned. contract wasn't really was separated. Asked. He was asked yes. to leave. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, guys, it's, so it, I, it's definitely because of that comment. But here, here's ask. here's my opinion on this. If the Thunder really wanted to do something good, they would have got rid of both him and Michael Cage and, together. Yep. Because there's a reason those guys are constantly voted the worst color announcers uh, like in the NBA on NBA TV because they are awful. Although blue. I, I did tweet this out. I'm going to tell the story on the podcast too. Long time ago, probably when I was um, – I, I want to say it was like 2012 or before. Um, the Thunder were playing the Houston Rockets. And the Thunder were just beating the crap out of the Rockets. Dude, it was like a 30-point game. And at one point, somebody hit a three to put us up like by the largest margin of the day. And Brian Davis, screaming into the microphone, said, Houston Rockets! Looks like someone slit their wrists and put them in a tub of warm water. And I was like, holy <laughs> shit, dude. Like, like, can you say that? That's so incredibly, like, specific dark. and dark. Yeah. I was like, what's he going to say the second half? Looks like Houston ran a hose from the exhaust to the front window and just sat there inhaling carbon monoxide. Like, that's some demented shit, dude. That, that's, that's messed yeah. up. Yeah, like how do you come up with that? Yeah, that uh, yeah, particularly on the fly like that, doing commentary. I mean that, yeah. Yeah, I was like, was dude, Brian hilarious. Davis is a real so one now. Like, I t- also, I tried looking that up after you tweeted that out because I had completely forgotten about that, and that was just hilarious. So I tried googling it, seeing if there's like a YouTube clip clip or something, but apparently nobody did that back then because the only thing I was able to find was like a forum of like Thunder fans on some random website who were like asking for like the best. Uh, BD quotes, yeah. and that was one of them. Now, <laughs> and this isn't as um, as related to Brian Davis, but was it last year, two years ago, when um, the Thunder were playing the Hawks with uh, uh, not Al Horford? Um, who was the other big the Hawks had that's now in Denver? Millsap. Millsap. And. Um, Brian Davis said Millsap goes uh, unmolested to the rim, but then he got blocked <laughs> by the rim, and Brian Davis said, now, folks, that's what you call a rim job. And I was yeah, like, Lord. holy crap. We're talking about rim jobs back on television. Back and getting molested. <laughs> a molested rim job. Uh, Tommy, have you ever experienced a molested rim job before? Wait, what? Have you ever got a molested <laughs> rim job before? 
Dude, I feel so uncomfortable right now. Uh, <laughs> I, just, I just didn't know. Apparently, uh, uh, the Atlanta Hawks have, so... On that note, let's uh, let's send on over to TP to do some around the association and talk about uh, some other stuff around the league. Yeah, so there were a couple big things that popped up this week, which is fun uh, for the first, particularly for the first post off season or post regular season uh week you know where it kind of slows down a little bit the first of these was our former player kevin durant as we mentioned in the previous section there were some weird and awkward moments between him and the warriors at the warriors parade did any of you guys watch that or see those those clips i didn't, I didn't watch it but i'm aware what happened and it's same painfully yeah. awkward the nba so got, pushed I, a tweet to me that said tune in to watch the warriors parade and i've Nah, I'd, I'm good. Speaking of slitting wrist, uh, <laughs> <laughs> <God>. so <laughs> yeah, this, this spot's gotten dark. Oh my um, gosh! So some specific quotes from that parade. General Manager Bob Myers, that was just for the media. He can't have anything that he wants when when they were, or he can't have anything that he wants when he was asked by their their basically their equivalent of Brian Davis. I think his name's Fitzgerald, last name Fitzgerald. He asked Bob, you know, rumor has it that you said that Kevin Durant could have any deal that he wanted. So Bob said that was just for the media. He can't have anything he wants. Uh, Steve Kerr kind of jumps in, kind of tries to lighten the mood and makes a joke, you know, mid-level, as in, you know, the mid-level exception, $8 million or whatever. Everybody kind of chuckled. And then Fitzgerald says, last year you told Steph that he could have whatever contract he wants too. And then Myers continued. That was different. He's been here since the, since the way before days. He's earned it. So then Fitzgerald goes, uh, and there ended the Warriors cohesion right there. And uh, at some separate point, he walks over to KD and goes, I'm going to stand in front of KD before the Warriors exit. I want to enjoy as much time as, with him as possible. <laughs> so just tons of shade thrown at Kevin Durant, which is awesome, particularly with kind of the tension that we were seeing throughout the playoffs where Steph's the golden boy. Everybody loves it when Steph hits a shot. And if KD's not making shots, he getting booed and whatnot that was pretty funny pretty interesting and worth mentioning it's super uncomfortable man like it's really uncomfortable uncomfortable. you know there were awkward laughs in the crowd could you know uh, like to make the one joke and say like no he can't have anything he wants you know and then like let it go on is one thing but to like to keep at it it's just kind of weird like could you could you ever imagine the thunder like sam presti saying something like that like there's just no way like I don't know. It just it definitely rang to me that like they were joking to try to play off some like some real tension and some real right. disdain there. And I don't know. It was just That's, it was very weird. And it makes you question like how long is KD going to stay there? You know? Exactly. So that's a question. Another question I have for you guys. Do you think think this was some sort of inside joke? Like they're taking jabs at like the media, or were these like actual jabs at KD? I think it's an inside joke because, like, there's always so much crap of, like, if he's going to leave and yada, yada. That's kind of what logic tells me that's the case. But when you're looking at it, I mean, KD's even sitting there just like, man, like, is this really happening? This is super awkward. And Steph's over there, like, shaking his head. I almost think through him saying that, they're so comfortable with KD – and they and they know for a fact he's going to be there long term that they're comfortable saying something like that because if there's yeah. a guy that you're even a little bit worried about 
leaving, especially a guy like him that gets butt hurt. I don't think you say something like that, you know? That's a good I, point. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah, just, it was either way. It was yeah, just very like the, uncomfortable. the longevity of how long they drugged that joke out for just I think that's what made it uncomfortable. The joke itself wasn't that bad, but the fact that like he kept reiterating like the same right. thing was just kind of like okay, we get it now, dude. Like you can move on. Right. But yeah, he it, didn't, it, you know, and so it Fitzgerald just continued it. You know, yeah, like you was, said, if he would have stopped it, that was just for the media. He can't have anything he wants. And Curve jumps in and says middle level, everybody laughs and it's nothing. That's a good point. Yeah, you know, like after like Fitzgerald said that, like whatever uh, Steph, Steph, you know, got whatever contract he wanted, and they could have been like, yeah, you know, we love Kevin, and you know, he's gonna be here for a long time. Instead, he takes another jab. You know, and it just it felt like they were just like piling on. It almost felt uncomfortable at that point. It was weird. Yeah, I agree. So the se- other se- big second news. Second note on that. Sorry though. Second note on that. Uh, I honestly do not give a f- about how the Warriors feel about Kevin Durant. So. Yeah. And they have no right to feel one. Yeah, I I agree with you there. Jeez, you guys are so he, angry. He may be the one that uh, Kevin Durant may be the one that ends up. He, he started that whole dynasty. He may be the one who ends it as well. Yep. I was thinking it'd be a Clay or a Draymond. But it very well may be KD after another another try at another ring. Yep. So the other news it's always that we KD. Had, it's always KD. It's all, yeah, always. We KD. thought we always thought it was going to be Russ that ended our dynasty and. And Russell Westbrook could go to yeah. the Lakers or leave us, but it was Ru- yeah, Russ KD. wants to go to L.A. because he's into fashion, right? Yeah. Now yeah. he's Russ has a house in L.A. That Russ that was always the five, big four thing. Four more years. Five Ru- more years. Russ was always the loyal one. He was the real one. Yeah. So we were all sitting. I believe it was Friday, watching some soccer, enjoying our day, enjoying the off season, <clears throat> anticipating the NBA draft on Thursday, and boom, the NBA happens again. Kawhi Leonard wants out of San Antonio. Don't know if you guys knew that or not. Kawhi's group leaked to the media. They didn't even tell the Spurs directly. And rumor has it, or I guess just other media and how news is handled, they're assuming that it was a mass text where they texted Shams, they texted Chris Mannix, I believe, and some other people between Yahoo and ESPN who basically leaked it simultaneously. So that makes sense. Uh, you know, there's reports that he's interested in the Lakers. That would be his preference. And then there was also a report from Woj who mentioned that his crew would really like to see him in New York in a big market. The names that have been linked to him so far, we have Boston with all their assets that we mentioned, their, their draft picks. I think Kamiar mentioned that earlier. We have the Lakers, which is his preferred destination. We have the Clippers, another L.A. team who believe, hey, we're from L.A., come play with us. We got Sacramento Kings, which is interesting. There was talks that they would be willing to dangle out that second pick to see what they could get, Kawhi and maybe you know somebody else with that. I'm not really sure. That was interesting. And then there was a report that came out but now has been debunked that the Phoenix Suns were interested in dangling their first overall pick for Kawhi. If you're doing something like that, though, if you're Sacramento or if you're Phoenix, you have to get assurance that Kawhi is going to sign at least for another year. It's very similar to the Paul George situation last season. So we can get some opinions on that if you guys want, but we have a very fun game coming up that our guy Jacob has put together. Do you guys have any comments you want to make before that? Yeah, before we do, I just wanted to make the comment. I was, I actually tweeted this, I think it was like two days before the Bleacher Report thing came out, and it said, you know, sources close to Paul George and around the league are are starting to think that there's a real chance Paul George signs in OKC, blah, blah, blah. And I tweeted, you know, just what we're used to. Thunder fans are going to get their hopes up, and then it's just going to hurt worse. And then two days later, 
Kawhi Leonard says he wants out and wants to go to L.A., and that just is probably a, a bigger a bigger sign that PG has a chance to go there because that's another superstar they can add. So, of course, my 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 radar on Paul George staying was getting higher and higher. I was thinking, man, I, I really do think he's going to stay, and then just drops it back down to crap. He's probably going to leave now. Yep. I, Especially uh, with the Phoenix Suns saying that they'd be willing to take Luol that, Deng. Yeah, that's news for me when you mentioned that a little bit earlier. That's very worrisome. Yep. Um, I... I may be in the minority here. I don't know. I just I have a hard time seeing San Antonio trading Kawhi to the Lakers. Number one, Popovich has said before that he won't trade players to Western Conference like foes and rivals and opponents. And yep. just because that's Kawhi's like preferred destination does not mean that San Antonio automatically has to trade him there. I mean, apparently Los Angeles last year at this time last year was Paul George's preferred destination. He ended up in Oklahoma City. You know, I think right. San Antonio, if they trade him, if they decide to trade him, um, they would probably prefer to trade him east. And they're going to trade him for the best haul they can get. And honestly, I think that Boston is going to be able – Boston or um, Philly is going to be able to offer a better package than the Lakers. And yep. we all know there's no way in hell the Lakers are going to take Lonzo Ball. Like that, just out of any organization in the league that would not deal with the drama around a player, um, it's it's got to be San Antonio, and I I just don't see any way that they would trade him to Los Angeles. I could be very very wrong. Uh, I just don't see it happening. I think that's an underrated aspect of it. If you have apparently, you know, if this rift really does exist, which it looks like it has that we heard about all season, yeah, I'm I'm not trading this player who's pissed me off. To, I mean, that's like us, like Kevin coming to us and saying, hey, you know, you guys have been awesome to me, OKC, but I'm going to go play for Golden State, but I'm going to help you out. I'll sign with you guys and maybe you can get some pieces for them. You know, or I guess it's not like that because Kevin Durant would still have to be under contract at that point. But if Kevin Durant were to come to us with one year left on his deal saying that, I guarantee you, like you said, Jacob, Presley's going to send him east or send him to a Sacramento or send him to, you know, somewhere like that. Yeah. I don't see them trading Kawhi to a, a Lakers team who won't even be able to offer the best package. There's a lot of analysts who are saying the same thing. They, they project Boston. Danny Ainge has actually has a quote from right when he was kind of starting this whole rebuild with Boston saying that he wanted to acquire young players and talent combined with really good draft picks, stockpile them up. So that way when the chance occurs and he was referring to the James Harden trade that happened with OKC in Houston, that he would be able to acquire that kind of tier of a player. This is that opportunity. This is what he's been waiting for. We just mentioned that Boston has all these drafts, draft picks in the in the vault. He's going to be pulling them out, trying to get his hands on Kawhi Leonard. Definitely. And that's going to be a heck I, of a team if he can do it. I think I mentioned to you guys last night in the Slack, and I stand by it. I think there is a better chance that Kawhi and Pop sit down and Kawhi changes his tune and decides to stay in San Antonio before the the Spurs would trade him to Los Angeles. I think there's a better chance he stays in San Antonio than he goes That's to LA. That's a good point. Like with so LaMarcus right Aldridge. LaMarcus yeah. Aldridge wanted out last summer and yep. stayed. I think, I think as a as a basketball fan, as as the NBA, instead of the, – the trend is all the top teams – just keep getting better and better, and it's just going to keep fizzling down to, you know, eight good teams, down to six good teams, down. To, it's going to be like every every good player plays for the same four teams. I think as a overall basketball fan, and for the league to get better, 
send Kawhi to a Sacramento or to a Phoenix and, and get another team on the uprise and let's let's build another new a new good team. Yeah. My Definitely. dad actually my dad mentioned that today. We, we were hanging out for Father's Day and we we're talking some basketball and and he was talking to me. First of all, just a little background. My dad played basketball in college. He's the reason that myself, my, my little brother, and honestly, our entire family are really big basketball fans. And so he, he knows a lot about the game. And so we're, we're sitting there and we're talking for him to say this to me uh, really, you know, kind of shows which direction maybe the NBA would be headed. But he was talk, talking about Paul George and he said, man, and then Kawhi. And he said, if these if those three players, LeBron, Kawhi, Paul George, go and form this new super, super team in L.A., he said, outside the Thunder games, I probably won't watch a single NBA game next season or for the seasons to come unless something else happens. He said, it's just unbearable and it's really frustrating for fans. And he says, honestly, I don't think it's good for the game. So I think you bring up a good point there, Nick. I think there's a lot of people who would be disengaged. And uh, I think that maybe, I mean, I want to say it would be detrimental for the league. But then again, you're going to have so many people on the West Coast tuning in for that. It's hard to say. At yeah, least for us. But how cool would it be? How cool would it be if the first time in God knows how many years a team like the Kings was relevant again? You know? Oh yeah, absolutely. It'd be great. It'd be like the Thunder. You know, like yeah. the Seattle Sonics um, transitioning into the Thunder and then up and coming with three young players and they begin a dynasty. You're exactly right. Awesome. Hey, you guys want to play a game? Let's do it. I love awesome. games. We are gonna play a game called Let's Make a Deal. <laughs> Magic card for your Charizard. Deal. It's a disaster. Take trading. Disaster. The Kawhi Leonard edition. So Nick Taylor, Arm, you guys are now the collective brain trust of the San Antonio Spurs. I am Sorry, going, Spurs fans. I am. <laughs> I am going <laughs> to. It's definitely a step down from R.C. Buford and Pop. I am going to uh, give you a trade proposal. And then you three, kind of in the in the war room of the San Antonio front office, are going to discuss and evaluate the proposal I give you. Right? I'll give you like 20 or 30 seconds per proposal for you guys to talk about it. Like it, don't like it, hate it, love it, uh, et cetera, et cetera. And then we'll move on to the next proposal. And you guys are going to evaluate. I have 10 of them. Okay, so you're going to evaluate these 10 proposals that you have. Basically, the league has already called. All the teams have called. They've put in their bids. You're going to look through the bids, and you're going to make a decision on which trade you're taking for Kawhi Leonard. All right? All right. Let's do it. Trade number one. The Boston Celtics have called, and they have offered you a trade. You send them Kawhi Leonard. They are sending you back Kyrie Irving. Straight up, one for one. Ooh. Kyrie was linked to the Spurs last year in free agency, or not free agency, when he did the same thing where he was wanting a trade out. Yeah, the, the, Spurs, Spurs. the Spurs tried really hard to get him last summer from Cleveland. Couldn't put a package together. Um, a package of Kawhi for Kyrie straight up would probably get it done. How do you guys feel about this one? I like it. I mean, you have a young point guard in DeJounte Murray, but I mean... Most of your other offers are going to be, you know, high picks that could pay off. They could be a bust or it'll be guys that are, you know, good role players, could be stars, but aren't quite there yet. So I think if you can get a guaranteed star in, in, in Kyrie that's as good as Kawhi Leonard and your team can stay exactly where they're at, I mean, why not? So do 
in the parameters of this game, does salary matching matter? Because that doesn't work, I don't think. It does. I, I put all these two in the trade machine. Oh, really? Uh-huh. <laughs> well, in that, in that case, um, to my brain trust for San Antonio, <laughs> I don't want just a Kyrie swap because... You're just swapping a guy that doesn't play defense that just handles the ball a lot for a guy that does everything. While we're here, why don't we get one of their three to, three to four? Well, That's you can get a draft pick because San Antonio, we're getting old. Like yeah. our core of Manu is and Tony Parker. They're done. So yep. you could get we could get a draft pick out of this maybe because they have four next year. Or you could get one of their four threes you get one of their four small forwards because they have tatum brown the uh, hayward semi ojale get one of those guys ojale is the least preferred ojale. obviously right. but you would want tatum or brown and they'd most likely move on brown so and, and it makes sense for them too so i would say no straight up with Kawhi and Kyrie. <clears throat> that's right. where i'm going i think they need to attach something to that so what do you guys what do you guys think? <clears throat> yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna say Danny to be one of them drop picks, and then then we'll talk. I think if uh, attaching like a, obviously I'd love a Jalen Brown or a, you know one of their small forwards, but I think they'd be like you know the only one we're gonna give you with Kar- with Kyrie. Sorry, not Kawhi. It's kind of confusing. Um, it's my Ojale, like you mentioned, Kamiar. So I think a draft pick probably is a little more likely there. But I think that that would be the needle for me. Okay, so that that deal is on the table. Let's move on to the next one, so we can get them get them going. The next yep. one, um, Denny Ainge really wants Kawhi Leonard, so he's actually forwarded you forwarded you guys two proposals. The second one, <laughs> okay. Kawhi Leonard is the only player you're sending out. Uh, the Celtics are going in return to ship you Terry Rozier, Jalen Brown, Marcus Morris, and Aaron Baines. The salaries match Ooh. up. The trade will work. Kawhi Leonard going out, and you're getting back Terry Rozier, Jalen Brown, Marcus Morris, and Aaron Baines. How many years are left on Marcus Morris's deal? I believe it's two, but I can look that up for you. Okay. Um, all right. So since y'all are my San Antonio crew, I'd say we take that motherfucking <clears throat> deal right now. I like that. I like Terry. You can play him alongside Murray, possibly. But if not, I mean, whichever one doesn't, you know, bring one of them off the bench. Uh, Eight, yeah. 18, that 19 is well. Marcus Morris's last season under contract. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm iffy on this one. I, I like I like Morris. I like Brown. Baines has been dunked on so many times. He's concussed for life. I'm not big on Baines. And... I, my personal opinion, I like Scary Terry, but I think he may have a Della Vadova type career where he had the opportunity to get the minutes and plays well. And then if you, I just, I just think he had a really, really hyped end of the season and playoffs, and I don't know if he can match that ever again. But Nick, in in Coach Popovich's system, these guys everybody are amazing. Does That's a good point. I mean. <sighs> I don't Imagine know. Morris and with Coach Bob, that would be a so lot of fun think, to think watch. about this. Think about this: Scary Terry at the one, Patty Mills at the two, Jalen Brown at the three, 
some random person at the four, maybe Mar- Marcus Morris, Morris. Yeah. And, and then Marcus Aldridge, Marcus Aldridge at the five in a I pop still system. Don't, I still don't love it. I Why? still don't love it. Ooh, well, you don't have to love it. Who's their star? Yeah. What? It's a well-balanced team. All Who's right. Their star? It's a powerhouse. <laughs> Next trade offer. You guys are going through the, uh, we're going to assume that you got snail mail trade offers. They didn't email these to you. They, uh, they, they packaged them up <laughs> and put them in an envelope. Number three, um, Magic Johnson. You knew Magic Johnson was going to get on this. He has sent you a trade proposal. He wants Kawhi Leonard and Patty Mills. In return, he is going to send you Brandon Ingram, Kyle Kuzma, Luol oh, Deng, boy. and the 25th pick in the draft on Thursday. Ooh. So, dirty, Timmy Magic. Kyle, Kyle Kuzma... Luol Dang, Brandon Ingram, Brandon Ingram, and pick twenty-five for, for Kawhi and Patty Mills. All right, listen up, team. I ain't taking that shit. Me either. Brandon, Ooh, I like it. Brandon Ingram is a bust. He's just another player. He's not even gonna be as good as Nick Batum. Oh wow! You get a hot take sounder <laughs> hot on take that sounder. one. Hot take sounder. <laughs> I'm sweating. You tell me that motherfucker ain't hot, you lied, motherfucker! And then, and then Kyle Kuzma, yeah, he's good, but he's a little bitch. Yeah. Um, and you know, it's it's just it's it's not it's not worth it. No. Nope. And honestly, Law Dang has like three years left on his contract, doesn't he? Ooh, let me look, dude. That's the worst Whoa, contract that in the NBA. Sucks. Yeah, it, it, Lua, Lua. Little Dang literally locks you up for so long with that salary. You know how much can happen in three years? That's that's like, not a good that contract. Con- that, he's worse than the, the Joe Kim Noah deal, dude. It's uh, like three years, eighteen million, isn't it? So he, he's under contract for 2018-19 and 2019-20, both at eighteen. Well, eighteen million straight up for this next season. This season after next, he's at eighteen point eight. Dude, there's Jeez. no way. There's so you're why getting, did they no give way. him that contract, dude? That's the worst contract in the no NBA. Sense. That so is you're getting so a, bad. You're getting, you're getting a terrible contract. You're getting the 25th pick, which most likely won't help you at all. You're getting Kuzma, who's good, but I mean, he had so much much opportunity to be good. It's like, if Terrence Ferguson was in the Lakers, I'm sure he would have looked really good, too. Um, And then you get Ingram, who could, his ceiling's really, really high, but he still hasn't blown me away yet, so hell no. no I didn't realize, I mean, I knew that dang contract was dang bad. (laughs) Boom, boom, it's but, uh, so awful. <laughs> wow. All right, let's keep moving on so we don't run out of time. Pick, or not pick, uh, scenario number four. The New York Knicks want Kawhi Leonard straight up. Uh, no other players attached, just Kawhi. They will send you back Frank Nielakina, Tim Hardaway Jr., and the ninth pick in Thursday's draft. Let's guys? talk. Let's talk. Uh, Hardaway Junior.'s contract. Let me look it up because I'm pretty sure that one is a pretty. It, yeah. It's, it's, it's there like for a while. Mil or something like that. He got paid. Yeah. I think it's more than that, to be honest. <laughs> because the Knicks, had, the Knicks had him, then let him go, and, and then, then, then signed him back again, then, then re-signed him after that. He, wow, he's been, getting. He's, he's got getting, three more yeah, years. Eight, 18 mil over the next. 18 mil a year for the next three. Yep. Until 20. I'm not. 2021. Yeah. July 2021 is when he's off contract. No way. That, so, that first Frank, round pick isn't high Frank enough. Frank Nilakina, who is the, basically the same person as DeJounte Murray. You've got 
Tim Hardaway who, who Jr. Else? Tim Hardaway Jr. who's not nearly as good as his dad. And the ninth pick. And then, and then see, the, that's the thing is the is the pick because the Spurs are old. We're we're old. Right. Yeah, but I think the draft that drops off. Pick. I think the draft drops off pretty hard after the sixth or seventh pick. That's what I was gonna say. So about then, seven. then the Spurs or we have to make a collective decision as far as it's a is no. the franchise getting it's old. A, it's and, a no. All right, so then don't blow it. Up. <laughs> all right, scenario five. The Philadelphia 76ers have decided instead of chasing LeBron in free agency, if they can just get Kawhi Leonard now, their team will be great. So they have phoned you and offered, uh, they want Kawhi Leonard and Patty Mills. In return, they are going to send you Justin Anderson, Robert Covington, Markel Fultz, and the 26th pick in the draft. No. I'm That's a no, no for yeah. me, dog. That's a no. Wow. I like it better than that last there's, scenario, but it's still a no. I thought that yeah. was a good trade. There's no, okay. there are no dynamic playmakers there, and Fultz has a broken shot. All Plus right. Well, we'll move pick, on to uh, that great. we'll move on to offer number six then. Sacramento has sucked for forever. They desperately <laughs> want a star. They are willing to do whatever they can. Uh, you can trade whatever to Vlade Divac because he doesn't know how the hell stuff works. So, Sacramento Kings have asked you for Kawhi Leonard and Patty Mills. In return, they are going to send you Buddy Heald, Bogdan, Buddy son of Bogdan, Bogdan Bogdanovich, Ooh. Zach Randolph, just to make salaries match up, and the second pick in the draft. Oof. Taking it. Oh, buddy, Bogdan, Zach, and the second pick for Kawhi and Patty. That gives you that gives you some shooters, and that gives you Marvin Bagley, your future player. I and then I like, and you got some some more veteran. I mean, it gets makes you a little older, but it gives you some veteran presence with Randolph. I like that one. I think think Randolph only has one more year on his on his deal, so he's close. I think, uh, yeah, Bogdanovich. And I'm doing it. Buddy could be really good on her pop. I like that. Bogdan Bogdanovich is under con or sorry, not Bogdan. Um, Zach Randolph under contract just next season for about twelve million dollars. I'm taking that. That's yeah. yeah. That's not a bad, too bad of a contract. Yes. So you that's, guys, that's, that's, that's a contract that once it's gone, that's cap space for next free agency too. Yep. All right, next one. The Los <laughs> Angeles Clippers have called. They want Kawhi Leonard in return for Jawan Evans, Tobias Harris, the 12th and the 13th pick in the draft. It's a lot of youth. I like a that lot a lot. A lot of youth. I like that I one do a lot too. too. So I don't know Jawan, if I like that one as much, but I Jawan like Jawan Evans, who is like Chris Paul light, but will never actually make it to be Chris Paul. Tobias Harris, which is not he can play but he's like Danilo Gallinari except he's black and doesn't get hurt yeah um but then you also get those the very end of the lottery picks the back to back but you could but you could get those back to backs and probably move up package them and, and go to like them. 10 yeah. 9 or 10 and i like those Tobias really Harris good trade assets. i like Tobias Harris i think you do this trade if like you said if you have another trade pending if you can talk to you know a top 6 7 team and say hey i got these i'm gonna get these 13 and 14s from the clips uh will you guys give me your your fifth sixth seventh draft pick 
I think that might be where where I take that one over mm-hmm. the Sacramento. But as of right now, as it stands, I'm saying I still would rather have that Sacramento pick. I, mean, or, I agree. Sorry, I, trade. I, I agree. All right, next one. Still a really good trade. Scenario eight. The Orlando Magic have also sucked for forever. And they want to do something, (laughs) at least compete for the playoffs. So they have called and asked for Kawhi Leonard. In return, they are going to send you Jonathan Isaac, Shelvin Mack, Terrence Ross, and the sixth overall pick in the draft. Get the hell out of here. (laughs) I'm doing it just to piss off Kawhi. I'm not even. I'm, <laughs> yeah. I hang up the phone. As, I hang up the phone as soon yeah. as I hear that. Yeah, there's no <laughs> way. Yeah. All right. Uh, I don't like that. Scenario nine: Kawhi Leonard and Bryn Forbes, straight up for CJ McCollum. They're ready to break Ooh. up the dynamic backcourt duo and get a larger wing up in Portland after they got the break speed off of them by New Orleans. So CJ McCollum straight up for Kawhi and Bryn Forbes. That's that's a big no, especially if the if the uh, Kyrie trades on the table. Yeah, I feel like I'm going to tell the same thing we told Danny Ainge, and that you, you got to come back with a draft pick. The only yep. thing with that see uh, that that deal is CJ is under contract for three more years, though he does make a crap ton of money: twenty five million, then twenty seven million, then twenty nine million. Um, you do have him locked up long term. I would somehow want to counter offer with Patty Mills and get some more in return. Yeah. All right. Scenario 10, your last scenario Kawhi Leonard of the Brooklyn Nets in return for Damari Carroll, Ugh. Jarrett <laughs> Allen, nope. Rondé Hollis Jefferson, mm-hmm. and the 29th no. pick. No. Nah. Yeah, that's, that's a big no for me, dog. All right, so you guys have these 10 offers in front of you. Ownership has told you you need to trade Kawhi, get the best deal possible. What deal are you taking? Sacramento. Yeah, was that the one we said we all said yes to? Yep. Yeah. So you guys yeah, are going to trade but, or trade Kawhi for Buddy Heald, Bogdan Bogdanovich, Zach Randolph, and the and second the overall pick in the draft. Absolutely. Yes. If, yes. if that trade happened, I'm telling you right now, I am almost positive that San Antonio takes Luka Doncic. Do you know how good he oh, would be in pop gosh. system? That'd be set. Yeah, that he'd would be, be insane. That'd be cool. Really be cool. Really good. He would be surrounded insane. by the shooters. Yeah. If that if that happens, you take credit for the uh, the idea. Pop listen listen to our podcast. There you go. Uncontested. All right, very good. So you guys have selected scenario number six. Congratulations, you have traded Kawhi Leonard. That was a fun game. You guys did well. I enjoyed that. That was fun. Good times. Those are good good picks. I enjoyed that. So sorry. We we talked uh, a lot in that in that game about a lot of draft picks. Um, So let's just talk draft in general since it is coming up. We are on draft week. A few big notes as far as like dealings in the NBA. It's been reported that Memphis is willing to attach their fourth overall pick in the draft to Chandler Parsons in a trade if someone will take Chandler Parsons' contract. Uh, The catch is that Memphis wants a young player that they can – that is good, obviously, that they can pair with Mike Conley and Mark Gasol. Um, how do you guys feel about that? Do you think that's realistic? Do you think that's the right move? And do you think that that pick gets traded before Thursday? Some people I, in here really dislike Chandler Parsons, but I still think yeah. he has. I think I think he's got a back 
backdoor chance of still being okay as long as he's healthy. His PER has been relatively good uh, when he is healthy, but that's just been the issue. Right. I I think there's a team that might do that, particularly for that fourth pick. And like Comrade said, that fourth pick may be worth the gamble on Chandler Parsons because worst you know best or worst case scenario you can't really play him much, or best case scenario he's a really great contributor for your team like he was back in Houston. Uh, so I think there's going to be a team that will jump on that for sure. Do I want the Thunder to jump on that or a team close to me? Mm, I don't know. But I think there's definitely a team that would and could possibly make that happen or make that work. Next big piece of news, Denver. Think, oh, sorry. Go ahead, Nick. I think that Cleveland would trade Kevin Love for that scenario. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, that isn't that's intriguing. I and, think they would, and it works too. the The money I think yeah. would work. Next big piece of news: Denver is willing to attach their 14th pick uh, to Kenneth Fareed to offload that contract. So it looks like, and uh, according to Woj on some podcasts and some tweets and whatnot, it seems like there's a lot of uh, pretty serious talks going on at the top end of this draft. Apparently, a lot of teams really want to move up to try to get Jaron Jackson Jr. And so yeah. there, there's been a lot of talks for picks four, five, six, uh, trying to move up there. Uh, but Denver willing to attach pick 14 to Fareed to get off his deal. Um, Denver has traded picks before, most notably last year. They traded the pick that ended up getting Donovan Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell. So um, th- that is also on the books, as well as Atlanta apparently is willing to take on salary, kind of do the old Phoenix Suns trick where if you trade them a draft pick, they will take your old salary that you want to get rid of, um, looking to jump into a rebuild. So maybe Atlanta will be in play for some of those picks. Um, While we're talking about the draft, though, I had another game. Uh, This one will go a lot quicker, but it's called Name That Prospect. And so what's going to happen here is I have six quotes from six different prospects in this draft. Yeah, six. And I am going to read you. It's either the quote is either from a prospect or about a prospect. I'm going to yeah. read you guys the quote. And then you guys are going to guess who that prospect is. You are competing against one another. So whenever, if, whenever you want to shout out your answer, before you shout out your answer, say your name. Obviously, we're like not on video, so people can't see who's answering. So like Taylor, if you want to take a guess, you say Taylor. And then if you're the first one to say your name, you'll get the first guess for the prospect. Um, If you guess it right, you get a point. Whoever has the most points at the end wins. All right? Let's do it. Everyone clear on the rules? Yep. Awesome. First quote. When asked if he thinks that he is the best overall scorer in the draft, this prospect answered, quote, I think I'm the best overall player in the NBA draft. Taylor. Taylor, who do you got? Justin Jackson. Good Nick. guess. You're wrong. Nick, can Nick, I, can I still buzz? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think that is uh, DeAndre Aiden. Good guess. No. Call me R. Two are down. What's your guess here? Uh, Mo Bamba. I thought you guys – I thought this was an easy one. The answer Michael is Porter. Trey Young. Oh, it was Trey. So when they asked if he was the best score. I, I, I felt like I put in some decent hints in these ones to try to help you guys get them. All right. Man, so if, it's, if he didn't if he didn't go to that 
this college. I, I may think he'd be good. <laughs> uh, next one uh, is a current NBA player said this about a certain prospect. Quote, he is a born winner. Mark my words, he is going to be one of the best in the whole world. You just have to tell me um, who the quote is me about. Call me or who you got. Marvin Bagley. No. Good guess. Damn it. Nick? Uh, Nick, who you got? Trey Young again? Nope. Taylor, now it's your turn. You got two down. I know who it is. Michael Porter Jr. Nope. Nick, who is it? Looking back, Bamba. Nope. This is Goran Dragic talking about Luka whenever they played together. Dragic. Oh. Okay. That God, you guys suck at this. Maybe <laughs> he I doesn't play. count. He, he doesn't count. He's not playing. He's not a college prospect. He's been playing pro for the past three years. Maybe I made these too yeah. hard. Next one. In response to a question about his motor, this prospect said, quote, there is a misconception about my motor not running as high. I, th- I think what's ridiculous is Kobe being worldly and knowing three or four different languages, but no one questions his motor. Taylor. Taylor, who you I'm got? Gonna go, I'm going to go Bamba. You got it. Yeah. Taylor's got a point. A lot of, a lot of talk about his, his defensive effort, and yep. so that's yep. my hint. Uh, after one of his only pre-draft workouts, this prospect said, quote, I know I'm going number one. DeAndre Ayton. Nick. Ayton, yeah. Uh, Nick, I'll still give you the point. Very good. It's DeAndre Ayton. <laughs> so now Nick and Taylor are tied. Kamiar, you got two more left to try to catch up, buddy. This prospect caught a lot of flack for saying, quote, I think I am a great defensive player. Hmm. Mm. The, the hint there, this player is not a good defensive player. Yeah. Is it Trey Young again? You got to say your name, damn it. No, it's not Trey <laughs> Young. You're out of this one. <laughs> the Kamiar. What do you, who you got? I'm going to pick um, Marvin Bagley again. You got it, Kamiar. There it is. Dang. All right. Around. It is a three-way tie going into the last quote. In oh. his workout with Chicago, this prospect said, quote, I know without a doubt that I'm still the best player. I've played with all these guys, but I'm the best player in this draft, and I can't wait to show people. Here you go. What do you got? Michael Michael Porter Jr. Oh, Kamiar with the come from behind win. win. The rest of that quote, he he called Chicago, quote, a dope city. Dope. (laughs) Kamiar wins. Kamiar, what do you want for your victory? You want an icy? Um, You want a... uh, You want a hamburger from Brahms? Surprise me. You want a... Uh, <laughs> more Bobos. More, oh, dude, I had Bobos Friday night. It was so cool. good. It was so good. <laughs> good question. I don't know. Surprise me. I like surprises. We will sometimes. surprise you. All right. Let's move on to some Would You Rathers. You can go with this or you can go with that. Okay, all right, I got one. Would you rather be a hobo with a 5% chance of getting inherited by a rich guy or be Hitler two years before the end of World War II? 
Because you know you're going to have to shoot yourself, but you still got two more years as Hitler. All right. So Would You Rather is a really interesting segment that I've thoroughly enjoyed pretty much every week. But actually, ESPN came out kind of one of their own where they had like this Would You Rather panel. And they were they were there were several buttons of different colors. And it's of it says this on each button and you can only press one button. It says, Would You Rather? Win a championship this year, but not get another for 50 years. Your team gets a new head coach. You trade for the league's best player, but lose your current best player. You get season tickets for life. You get to suit up for one game with your team. Or your team gets the number one prospect for the next two years. Jacob, which one are you taking? Man, some of these are really good. Um, yeah. Some of them are garbage, and I wouldn't choose that one ever. But some of these are really good, and I think I'm going to go with my team gets the number one prospect for the next two years. years. I think if I'm, you do that, you. whenever the Golden State's dynasty falls, the Thunder are probably in a great, great spot to um, win some championships. I, I was going to go with that as well. I think that's an, an unanimous one. Yep. I think I agree. you got to look at the future there because – I mean, win a championship. There's nothing I want more than Russell Westbrook to win a championship. But to not get another for 50 years, we'll be dead. We'll die. Yep. Yeah. We'll all be dead by yeah, then, I wanna, dude. I want to watch some competitive basketball. So uh, I'm going to go with that last one. Yep. I'm going with you get the number one prospect for the next two years. So everybody agrees there. Yes. Cool. All right. So the next one is from one of our listeners at Cody McChicken. Thank you, uh, Cody McChicken. <laughs> Says. Would you rather – this one's really similar to what yeah. we just read. Would you rather have the Thunder win one championship and not win one for 50 years or – we just answered this – have three number one picks in the next three years? I think that one's obvious, yes? Yep. Yes, very yes, obvious. Okay, moving on to the next one. At Harp Dawson says, would you rather keep Mello and Grant or lose them both? Keep them. Uh, keep them. I think okay. I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna agree with Nick here. Um, I I I do not like Mello, but I'm not gonna let his dumb ass cause me to lose Grant too. <laughs> I, I can put up with one more year of Mello if it results in me keeping Grant for the next three. So for argument's sake, I'm gonna go the other way and say no, because that's a lot more salary that we've got off the books. Not that we can do a whole lot with it this season, anyways. But moving forward, I think you can. I love Grant to death, but I think you can find some someone that can kind of help fill that void so i'm gonna say I, i'd be okay with both of them leaving i would rather keep mellow and grant just to see what happens <laughs> all right the next one is from and this is my f- favorite at so far <laughs> at jesus to know you lover would you rather a smell like jim traber for a year b be jim jim traber's wife for a year or C, die in a fire tomorrow. That's a, that's a good question. Um, <laughs> that is good. I don't want to burn to, net, burn to death, and I don't want to get beat every day, so I'm going with I'm going to smell like crap. Uh, I'll smell too. I'll, I'll smell. I would I'll, not want to be kissed by Jim Traber, but I also don't want to God, burn to Can death. you imagine Jim Traber trying uh. to give you the pipe? Dude, <laughs> shut up! <laughs> How do you know that he is a heterosexual male? How do you know that's not a front? 
listen here, yeah. you yardbird. We're getting too yeah. deep into this one. Man. So, All right, uh, he's getting too deep in his wife. <laughs> Dude, okay. Moving when I on. when I upload the podcast, I'm gonna the title is gonna be "Pipe It Up." <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh man. It's from at underscore Joshua Palmer. He says, "Would you rather see Steph Curry as a Thunder player in place of Russ?" Or Draymond Green is a Thunder player in place of Adams. This is Curry. such a hard question. Curry, it's an incredible That's question. Not hard. <laughs> what do you got? What do you got, Nick? Curry? Are you kidding me? That's what I was gonna go with as well. I I think I gotta agree with you guys, man. Like I don't like Curry and I love Russ, but I couldn't. Oh my god, Despise I don't want Draymond, Draymond. on my team. Despise, I don't yeah. want Donkey on my team, dude. We would awesome. boo when he scores. <laughs> Yeah, and Steph, Steph can win you basketball games. Yep, a lot, a lot more so than God. That's a difficult that's a one. That that one sucks. Yeah. That's such a crappy question, dude. <laughs> Draymond yeah, I, and Russ I, could I do some Steph. damage, but I don't think. I mean, just yeah, I'm gonna go with Steph. I'm gonna take Steph because he's also just as exciting as Russ, but for different reasons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. The next one's from at Cayman Bishop. They say. As a franchise, would you rather have LeBron for the next five years until he's 39, I believe, or have LeBron's son for his whole career? This is a fun question. Yeah, that is I wanted. I want his son because he's going to be better than LeBron. Oh, wow. I'm, so. t- I'm taking LeBron because I don't think anyone will ever be better than him. I think you got to go with the known. I agree. I'm, I don't, I'm taking I don't LeBron. LeBron. I'm, I'm praying that PG, Russ, Braun can bring home a title, at least one in the next five years. That's what I'm thinking. Same. But it'd be cool. I, I hope Ronnie is big time. He looks like it. He's he's playing well right now. So, yes, I'd also take LeBron because I don't know about his son. We don't know how, how good he's going to be. Yep. The next one is from at Sal Monilla. It's <laughs> a good app. Always laugh at that. This at, one yeah. has nothing to do with basketball, so nice transition. Would you rather take a razor blade to the eye oh. or be locked in a cage with three hungry honey badgers for 28 seconds with no weapons or protection. That's... Lock me in that cage for 28 minutes. I'm not taking a razor blade to the eye. Yeah, that's that's some that sounds... very specific Ugh. numbers, but yeah, I'll beat the hell out of some honey badgers. That's what I'm thinking. I got. You're saying there's a chance. Yeah. I got a fighting chance in that cage. <laughs> Could you imagine you know? like having to have your eye, like your eyelid pride open Ugh. and oh watching God, as God. that razor Dude, blade comes up. out of your pupils? Stop, stop. Stop, honey badger. <laughs> Taking the honey badger. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I've, I've got one for you guys. This is a fun one. Would you rather be fired for saying, are you out of your cotton pick in mind? Or for you to be in such financial debt and despair from gambling that it goes public and you have to resign from your position. <laughs> Shout out Grant Long. <laughs> this is incredible, man. This is such a good question. Uh, I'm, I'm definitely I'm going, going with, with the, the gambling. Yeah. I think the latter as well. Yeah, that first one's pretty bad. <laughs> in yeah. retrospect, I still can't Would believe it. Would Donald Trump get fired for saying, are you out of your cotton picking mind? I, I would hope. I mean, if he hasn't gotten the, fired yet from saying yeah. stuff he, say, yeah. he said, now I probably not. But uh, uh, all right, well, yeah, I would go with gambling. I would go with gambling. Kamiar, since cool. you are the overlord of the Would You Rather's, we have promised a pizza giveaway to our favorite one. So go pizza. ahead and choose. I guess we could all choose, but I figure Kamiar has the last say on who yep. is going to win a pizza. 
Dude, it has to be at underscore Joshua Palmer. Would you rather see Steph as an OKC player and play instead of Russ or Draymond like as one. an OKC player? And I, like, I like that one. Pizza! Give me pizza! P-I-Z-Z-A. Master Splinter, perhaps you'd like to try some pizza. It's marshmallow and pepperoni. Gotta that, be that, that is a good one. So, Joshua Palmer, we will get you a pizza. How about we get you a pizza on draft night? Draft night, So yeah. you can hang Good out, idea. watch the NBA draft, enjoy yourself, and eat a pizza. We will be in the DMs to get you hooked up with that. Thank you, everyone, for your submissions. Um, yep. No pop culture minute this week because we're already at a minute 15 on the podcast. Um, any minute last 15, minute thoughts? Really? Yeah. Minute <laughs> a minute 15, an hour 15. We're quick. <laughs> Any last 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 minute thoughts before we wrap this bad boy up? Stay I'm tuned good. Thursday. We got a bunch of fun, exciting stuff coming up. Uh, we're going to be on YouTube Live. We're going to do probably a post draft pod. Let's hope the Thunder do something fun and exciting. We'll have some stuff to talk about. Yes, very much so. Um, well, thank you guys for listening to our podcast. If you enjoyed it, please go leave us a five star our five star rating and a review on iTunes. Be on the lookout for our NBA Draft YouTube Live, like Taylor just mentioned. Uh, we are going to do a pre-show. and I'll probably take you guys through the first 10 picks. And then we are going to do a draft recap afterwards. And we will release that, that post-draft video as a podcast later in the evening. Also, make sure to subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play. Follow us on Twitter, at the underscore uncontested. Make sure you follow these guys that are on the podcast on Twitter as well. They are currently in the Google Doc changing everyone's at. Luckily, I know them by heart, so I don't have to deal with any of this. You can follow Kalmiar at BoomtownRW. Nick is at Two Cranes. Taylor (laughs) is at Taylor underscore P15. And myself, I am at ThunderMob405. Thank you guys for listening. The next time you hear from us, the NBA draft will be completed. We will be talking about league-wide and what the Thunder did that night. And then looking forward, about nine days after the draft, we are at free agency and we will learn where Paul George will play his basketball in the future. Thank you guys so much. We will talk to you later and Thunder up. LeBron to OKC. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in a new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series now streaming on Showtime. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. 
Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.